Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Let us listen to our scripture lesson as it comes to us from John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Jesus tells us to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know, you know the way to the place where I am going. But Thomas, good old Thomas, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. There's something, I think, to be said about wandering. You know, to go out for a bit, to take a walk, a stroll, and not know where you're going. Perhaps when you were younger, or perhaps even now when you're older, you've been tempted to go out in a state of wanderlust to just go where the wind or your heart takes you. That feeling of being elusive, that feeling of treading from one place to the next. As someone who likes to travel myself, I can certainly resonate with that feeling. Yet for myself, and I'm sure for any others of you out there who have had this desire to wander, at the end of the day, I think there is a time where our hearts do long for a place to rest. That at the end of the day, or at the end of our journey, we long for a place to call home. If we were to look up a dictionary definition of home, we might find that a home ideally is a place where we have shelter, 
right? A roof over your head is a good thing. We might find that a home is a place that provides a shelter, a place for us to sleep. It is a place where we can eat or a place where we can be comfortable or a place where we just have any of the other necessities that we could imagine. But we know that the idyllic home, the ideal home, is not something that is achievable in all times and places or for every person for one reason or another. Nor is the ideal home necessarily a perfect home. So that puts us in a position to try then and find or create the best dwelling place for us in the here and now. As we search for our home, and perhaps you've already found your home, I think it says something about us, the place where we call home. I also think it says something about who we are with what we place inside our home, that that too says something about us. So if we were to look around the place we call home for now, what would we find? And what would it say about who we are? The potentially unsettling answer to this question is that the place we thought was home might not actually be our home. But before we, we try and provide any answers, perhaps we should ask a few more clarifying questions. Like, for example, what is a home? What is the type of home we want to find or create? I'm sure that there's many things on your criteria. I, and I hope if you, I, well, I, I hope that you're not in the process now of trying to find a home because I can't imagine what that is like. But for myself, I think about a couple things when it comes for us trying to discern what it means to find a home. One, I think, is the environment. Seems important. But of course, we can only change so much about the environment. After all, I can't just always make it cool and breezy here in Mayo Pack. I don't have control over that. Karen might want it a little warmer. I, we differ on this. <laughs> There's only so much we can change about the environment, the physical environment, but I'm talking now a little more about the emotional, the spiritual, the connectional environment we can control more minutely. For example, do we wish to find or create a home that is down at slack tide, as Jimmy Buffett says, that place where it seems like all is right in the world? Or perhaps, I don't know why you would look for a home like this, <laughs> are we looking for a home that makes us feel like we are pacing the cage in this state of constant anxiousness, this anxious feeling? What type of home is it we are trying to find? What type of home is it we are trying to create? These are questions I think we have found that Buffett found answers to as he called Key West his home. 
But for us here this morning, how do these questions help us define what home is or where home is? And do we find that our vision of home aligns with the spiritual home God desires for us? Which sort of rolls into the next point, which is that when we ask this question about what makes a home, I think it's natural to talk about people. What type of people are we willing to let be a part of the home for which we are searching? Because it is going to be a place, even if we're by ourselves, it probably will be a place at one time or another where others gather. It could be a place where others eventually come to live with us. As we ask this question about people in relationship to what type of home we are searching for, I sometimes get a kick out of this question of, I wonder how our idea of a spiritual home compares with that of God's home that we hear about this morning. It makes me laugh in a way because it wouldn't surprise me if the place that Christ has gone ahead to prepare has more people in it who seem like they're characters out of Buffett songs than people we would be willing to invite into our home. Luckily, I guess that's why Jesus is our advocate. Advocate for everyone, for all people, even parrot heads. And that Jesus is the one who gets to welcome people and that decision or that power isn't given to us. And as a little side note, yeah, that's a great thing because as someone like me who's an introvert, there wouldn't be many people inside my house. <laughs> that's why Jesus creates this atmosphere of welcome. Jesus has prepared a home that welcomes countless individuals. We've been asking this question about what it is we are looking for in a home, and yes, I could be talking about an actual home, a physical building, but I'm also talking this morning about our spiritual home. Where is it that we find we have a spiritual home? And how is it that our idea of a spiritual home aligns with that of what we hear this morning? The part I love about this passage and thinking about our song for today as well is that there is this part in John's gospel that some people get a little tripped up on sometimes. That line where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Some, some people grapple with that. But here's how I think myself and other biblical scholars come to view this passage. Which is that it's not Jesus necessarily setting up a barrier and saying, you know, Jesus is this grand gatekeeper who, you know, keeps the riffraff out. But instead, it's Jesus, and this is something Jesus often does, is Jesus turns this requirement, this question, and puts it back on us. How are we, in our search for a home, 
and in our quest to find and build up this spiritual home, how are we going to be life for others? How are we going to embody truth for others? How are we going to carry out the hands and feet ministry that Jesus came to model for us? We know that Christ has gone ahead to prepare a place for us, a place that we can call home, a place we can call home even after years of us searching or going to places we shouldn't be going. It is still a place where Jesus will say, welcome home. Once we find this home, though, how are we going to cherish it? How are we going to respond to this place that we have found, the place that we call home? There's a physical investment on our part as a response that goes into this home we're searching for or a home we found, the place God has prepared. It takes a physical investment in the sense that Yes, coming to church on Sunday is great because I get to see all your lovely faces, but it means that we also have to respond not just by how we worship, but how we conduct ourselves, how we treat one another, how we talk with one another, how we help one another. Actively living out in our day-to-day lives the gospel, the living gospel of Jesus Christ. This physical investment also carries into the realm of how we consider ourselves good stewards of what it is God has given us. How we invest in, yes, as much as we talk about the church not being just a building, but how is it that we continue to care for the place that we find sacred, place that we find meaning? Of course, once we find a home, there is the physical investment, but there is also a spiritual investment. Again, yes, worship is a part of that spiritual investment, but what else are you putting into this home you found in God? Are you praying in your daily living? Are you having those conversations with God? Formally or informally, God doesn't care if you start out with some, you know, grand prayer. Perhaps your spiritual investment comes in the form of you setting aside time each day to read Scripture. Only you can really figure out what that spiritual investment looks like and whether you think it is a worthwhile investment. But what we do know is that God does require this of us, that as God has prepared this great dwelling place for us. There's this response we should inherently have, which is to give of our bodies and our souls to continue investing in this joy, this source of life, not just for ourselves, but for others. I think it's it's fantastic when we're able to say that we have truly found a home. 
a place where we know that we find comfort, a place where we know that we can find what our spirit is yearning for or longing for, and it's something to cherish. Because I think that kind of a moment doesn't happen too often in our lives. And when it does happen, it is something we should not take for granted. So friends, this day, as we respond to God's holy word, let us consider where we call home, the home God has prepared for us, and the ways that we respond to this generous outpouring of God's love both in our living with one another, but also the ways that we live in personal relationship with God. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.